0: Man, I love the creativity that Sue brings to this EFT model. And right now, the rave in the EFT world is the tango. You got to know it. If you want to certify an EFT, you got to be able to dance. The t- no, I mean, you got to be able to do the therapeutic process of the tango. But I guess one question that comes up in my mind is, can the tango hurt your process? Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson.
0: All right. So before you get ready to pull my my uh, trainer credentials for that question, we are going to elaborate on what we mean here. But, you know, even as Ryan and I are doing this, we want to cue you up the next episode that we're going to invite Gail in. So Ryan and I are going to get the topic kicked off. (laughs) This feels really risky, Ryan. We're going to talk about this and then invite. I consider someone to be I don't know. I really respect Gail. So I want to call her an expert. But like. She really sits with this as, you know, she served as the head of our education committee for ISAF. She's been with Sue. She probably was in many, before we as the world ever heard about the Tango and the EFT process, Gail probably was going, writing it out on napkins and notebooks with Sue. So I'm excited to bring Gail into this conversation.
2: Oh, me too. Gail's one of my heroes. I say it all the time. She has these, some of these skills that I can never have meaning uh, she can think without using words. (laughs) Um, But now she's also a tango expert for sure. And uh, she's really one of the ones that put the tango. I mean, obviously it was Sue's idea. I love what you said about Sue's creativity, but Gail was one of the ones who like sort of made it the thing because she did most of the certifying uh, years ago. So can the tango hurt your process? Um, My answer is a very firm and solid no and yes. So um, what I would say about that, this is a serious matter. I'm going to tell you that. I think we put that in the title Mm -hmm. um, because I've been looking at this and working with this now really for a year and a half. And I saw it again in a video and I said, okay, enough. I'm going to try to address that. So there's nothing wrong with the tango. It's a great thing. If my memory serves me correct, I could be wrong about this. But uh, this came out in a webinar Sue was doing almost at random in 2015 she is a uh, very serious argentinian tango um, connoisseur and uh, i have had the joy to see sue johnson do the tango with a partner out in california a few years ago and then i saw her practice it endlessly by herself in her living room of her cottage that makes me feel very special mm-hmm. as i name drop there so anyway she came on the webinar and she says eft is just like doing the tango It's just five basic moves. You do them over and over again. You can learn it in about an hour. No problem. And then you spend the rest of your life trying to be good at it. And I like that second part because the nuance of this experiential work, it's it's fun. It offers many, many different styles. There is not one way to do this. Um, And yet there are some structures here that are important with the model too. So let's get to the point. Here's what I'm really, really talking about. Tango one, reflect the present process within and between. So you're really just trying to speak the words that your clients are, are saying. Here's where we are right now. Here's where I am. Here's where their relationship is. And I'm just trying to join you non-judgmentally. I'm trying to use attunement and empathy. I'm not judging it. I'm just like, okay, so this week it's really, really hard. And you're left feeling this way and you're left feeling this way. The cycle's kind of taken over and here's where you are. That's the hardest move of this because clients tend to get fixated in philosophy and or this is the way I am or just the cycle is really kind of defined their relationship and I'm trying to attune with it, not get lost in it. That's a tricky balance. Sometimes tango one wouldn't surprise me in a tough session. It takes 20 to 25 minutes just to get through tango one. Hopefully not. Be nice to get through it in eight or 12. It also helps if you start your session with a summary, but we've talked about that extensively. So Tango 1, we get that done. Tango 2, we kind of find a place we want to camp out, right? Maybe we've assembled things, and in the assembly, maybe there's a tier. That would be nice, right? It it, it comes forth organically. I don't have to make it happen. You know, my reflection, um, I know that's one of Gail's big moves, uh, my validation, my attunement, whatever, or just the, the love the person has for their partner. just brings up some kind of longing or some kind of primary emotion, and we distill it, we heighten it, we expand it in Tango 2. We want to grow it and distill it into a clear place. And then what do we want to do? Everything in EFT is working towards an enactment. So as Tango 3. We enact the emotion. They turn to their partner. They do a nice job sharing the emotion. Pause. This next moment is really, really key because all that work so far so far that I've just described is, you know, crystal A++ EFT. So then a funny thing has been happening. I have lots and lots of therapists, and I'll tell you, at every level, I saw someone do this. That's like their first time they've ever videoed with a couple. They did this exact move. I saw someone who was a trainer in training who is amazing, amazingly talented, go through, make this move, which we're going to kind of call a mistake. I don't love the word mistake because it is a good move. It's just a move that's not going to work. And across the board, I'm seeing people make this move, and they don't know they're doing it, and then they look up and go, something's wrong. This isn't working. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. And, and so what they do is they say, James, let's just, let's just do the James. You're telling me about this sad place. Can you turn right now? And can you tell Nicola kind of in your own words that it may seem like you don't care, but as you're going away, you, you're in your heart. There's a lot of sadness. Can you turn right now in the room? And can you try to describe just how painful this sad place is? All right. So I set you up there. It's a decent job. As You you, you hear my voice slowing, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Really, really trying to get both of you to dance around sad. Because my guess is that never comes out in those cycles. And then you turn and you do it beautifully. And now I've got a choice point. Mm -hmm. And here's where, quote, the tango can hurt your process. It's not really the tango's fault. It's just a little bit of confusion on how we use it. So you turn and you describe sadness. We would say on our podcast, I am now on mission. Mm -hmm. And the mission says I need to get sad online. I need to send it across I need to work the partner's response back to the original source, body in, body out, and then work with James in this instance to install the comfort into the sad place. That is a change event or a change like event based on how deep it is. So let's reset. I set up the enactment. You do a great enactment. A lot of therapists are making a mistake right here. And again, Mm -hmm. I don't love the word mistake. I'm just going to call it that trying to be clear. Mm -hmm. You share sad, and then I go right back to you and say, James, what was it like for you to share that sadness? And then what happens is you answer. Mm -hmm. And how is that a problem, James? Well, one—
0: um, that, that sticks out for me is it's not the natural attachment process. Uh, it's not me getting them to then change that at home. So here, I got you to, I did all this work to build it up, to get it clear, to get it alive, get it passed over. And you do it. You are now, your vulnerability is out there. You're queued up and you're waiting for something to, come, to happen. And then all of a sudden I come in and say, what was that like to share that? I just took away the natural attachment process. I'm interviewing you about something that your body is anticipating what's about to come back at me, and I'm interviewing what it was like to share. Mm-hmm. So I take a little bit of the juice out of the moment.
2: For sure, for sure. It makes sense that people do that. And, and when I see a therapist do that, they do a beautiful job getting you into sad. They expand, heighten, to still sad. Their instincts say, go ahead and enact it. hmm and then they ask you to process what it was like to share first mm-hmm. which i'm going to call a mistake and i and i paused the tape and i'm like hey wh- what <laughs> why would you do that and they say i was following
0: the tango the tango or at least they wanted to say that their understanding
2: their understanding of what meant
0: by the tango of the
2: tango that's right so they went from 3 and what do you do after 3 you go to 4 I'm like, yeah, I had that class on math as well. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're not wrong. That's just not what was meant in tango. Okay, so don't forget that EFT is our grounded theory. It is our motivational source. If I'm looking at a child and a caretaker on a playground and the child falls and cuts their leg and is bleeding, attachment is about to go down. It goes down when the child, and they're pretty quick about this. Kids are great at attachment. That's how they make it. The kid is great about turning and finding their caretaker, mm-hmm. and they let them know through tears, I don't have this. I, I am not, in fact, a self-sustaining creature, which is a mythology that we have tried to produce in our culture sometime. None of us are self-sustaining. So anyway, yeah. the child sends out a signal, and the parent responds and comes and does things. Attachment, emotion is the juice in attachment, but attachment is a behavioral theory. Mm -hmm. The mom not only feels something, mom or whomever, whoever the caretaker is, the, the caretaker feels things but also does things. And then the child has a process of whether or not they can be comforted. And that is the dynamic of attachment. So when you start to 3, don't forget that is what we're facilitating. Don't get so locked up that tango is this linear process and go from 3 to 4 quickly. Mm -hmm. There is one instance where you might go from 3 to 4 quickly. But most of the time, going quickly between tango 3 and tango 4 will kill your process. So we're going to hear more about that after the break.
0: If you like the content of this podcast and you want more specificity and ability to see it? A team of EFT trainers, supervisors, and therapists work together at successandvulnerability.com to create a focused online training program to help you learn how to work in some of the hardest places in emotional and relational distress. Check us out at successandvulnerability.com.
2: All right, welcome back. So. Let's talk about the one time where moving quickly between Tango 3 and 4 does make sense. There are cases, sessions, you know, this would be a classic session 5 for me, as an example, with a relationship with a couple who is very, very, very um, reactive, hurt, not very open to each other. And maybe we just get a very, very slight crack, not really a lot of vulnerability. They're not really ready to do a lot of Tango 2. Honestly, we're kind of circling around in Tango 1 until they can feel more safe. They can feel more organized. And that's okay, by the way. If, if someone sends me a video and says, Ryan, I, and this happens, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm session 15. I can't really get out of Tango 1. I'm like, don't be embarrassed. It's not up to you. They have to choose. All we can ever do as a, as a clinician is to make a space for them to choose if they want to risk. And, and and there's art to that. And you can affect that. But end of the day, people get to choose. And I wouldn't want that to be different. So let's say you're really – I
0: know you're going to go – that's a good important point, <laughs> okay. though, because I see so many people hang their head in shame in EFT. And they need to hear you – know, This is trainers normalize. Hey, if you're spending multiple sessions just trying to get their reactivity to slow down to say what's happening to you at home where you might be going along well, then things fall off track. It's okay. That's a significant piece of work. I just think it was good that you normalized that for people.
2: Yeah, it was a good day for me, and I've by no means arrived, but it was a good day. I don't know what year this was, but when I stopped trying to control outcomes, yeah, there you go. And And it's not up to you. No, I stopped feeling responsible for it. My job is to be fully human. To come next to their experience, to do attunement well, and then to continue to be diligent to refine my processes and my moves so that I can be as artistically good as possible Mm -hmm. to make as much of a space as I can for them to choose to risk or not. And then they choose. That's right. And I'm okay with it. I'm gonna go home afterwards. And what makes you
0: a, and I hate saying it this way, but what makes you a good EFT therapist? It's not that you somehow like I've watched George and the Lee's and the Gales and the Lisa Palmer Olsons and you know this is the ones I've gotten to see. They just know how to stay there and keep working with it. That's all it is. They don't somehow magically get past
2: it. And I've seen almost all those people you said, uh, I've seen the cycle kind of win. Yep. And they shrug their shoulders and be like, Yeah, hey, that was a tough one. You Next. Go. You know, all that all that shaming we do of ourselves is that don't do anybody any good. Thank you. I just
0: wanted to catch that part. That was a big grand. Thank All right.
2: You. All right. So the one time you may want to go quickly to three and four is when there's actually not a lot of vulnerability in the room. Maybe someone says, I'm mostly just frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. And yeah, I guess I'm a little sad. And you're like, okay, it really wasn't real vulnerable. And I'm 100% sure the partner is not going to you know, reach and comfort. But I still might want to just like, let's just do an enactment once or twice just to get them doing something. Mm-hmm. because continuing to talk about how mad they are endlessly and content doesn't help, so I might just set up a quick enactment and you just say, look, I'm mostly frustrated, but yeah, I guess there's still a part of me that's sad. Can you tell them that right now? Okay, yeah, I'm frustrated, but I'm also maybe a little sad. and, and So then I'm just going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. I might just roll through that. I might enact it through me, or I might just r- run through three and four, because all I'm really trying to do is really just within Tango 1 because there's not anything to expand that much. So that would be okay. But if there's ever an effective tango too where you get a real shift emotionally in the room, the worst thing you could possibly do would be to do an enactment and then move to process the experience of the enactor first. When there's a lot of juice there, remember, I would never go to the playground and say, "Hey, little Timmy, with a bloody knee, (laughs) I saw how you looked at your mom and cried. What was that like for you? Mm. No way. No way. We want to give the attachment process, all of it, a chance to fully work. We even want to promote and facilitate that fully. So I want Timmy to share with caretaker. I want caretaker to respond as best they can. I want to stay with Timmy and so finish the mission really is, mm-hmm. is the distinction we're drawing here. So, but again, I think if you've memorized the tango and you're nervous and tango is a really, really helpful mini model, Correct. which simplifies what can be an extensive, you know, experiential process. So this is actually nothing negative about the tango. Mm-hmm. This is just negative, a little bit of confusion in its utilization. Mm-hmm. And so we, so to be repetitively on purpose, uh, to repetitive on purpose, if James shares sad, I want to run that all the way around the circle and finish that mission. I do not want to come first to James and say, what was it like to share the sad? And If you want to be specific, I want to ask that question about 11 minutes later. Now that we've finished all the juice out of Tango 3 and we're ready to move Tango 4. So let me say this. I was ready to do this podcast, and I'm like, you know what? I better check in first. (laughs) So I sent this extensive email to Gail Palmer and Sue Johnson. I'm like, hey, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it a lot, and it's all the way from the first time someone tries EFT all the way to really, really advanced trainer level, folks, because we make mistakes too a lot. I could probably make a blooper video of all the mistakes I make. I take uh, for that. Yeah. So I was kind of taking a little bit of a risk um, asking this email, and they overwhelmingly agreed. In fact, here is Sue Johnson's email back to me. <laughs> this feels scandalous. I feel like I should play music right now. <laughs> Do it. She, <laughs> uh, she did not give me permission to share this, but I don't think she'll mind. So uh, I asked this long question about uh, – go ahead. You can play something for me?
0: Uh, let's see if I can find something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Go ahead, Ryan. Read Sue's email. I feel like Nora Jones right now. Uh, all right. So I just asked Sue. <laughs> you have to stop. I can't <laughs> oh, man. You, uh, I just asked her, though. I did the same explanation I just did verbally in an email. And she says, hi, hi, yes, I totally agree. You hang in with move three. You have to milk it. In couples... If, if couples get the message to evoke, I can't read my own writing here, I need my reading glasses. If couples get the message to really evoke a new response from the partner, don't move to process until the juice is flowing, and I would even say flows all the way, you, and then you go back into move three uh, in combination with four. Tango captures a process. Folks want to make it like a set pattern. Ooh. So that is directly from the source. Tango is not supposed to be a linear set pattern. If the enactment is not deep, then maybe you could go into faster four, I guess. But you are on, Ryan. Thanks for this, Sue Johnson. There's the email. Read to you directly <laughs> on the leading edge. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, what, I, what we want to do is, is stay with the sadness. Well, I want to see if I can reach the tolerance James has that day because there's a thousand kinds of sadness. And most of the types of sadness are not the word, it's the body language. It's the level. I, I want to break the partner's heart, if possible. Because if I can break the partner's heart, I will maximize the longings and comfort I can get sent back to James's sadness, And that is the mission. So I want to go to the partner. I want to work what they're bringing to the table that day. I'm ready for blocks. I'm ready for parts. I'm ready to catch bullets. Maybe they only have 1% of a longing comfort coming out. Or maybe they have 50. Maybe they have 90. I won't find out if I go back to James too quickly and ask him to process. So get all I can out of the partner. I want to enact it back if we can. And then I want to say thank you to both parties. I want to affirm. And then I want to say, James, here right now, you were sharing her about this sad place. She saw your tears. Did you see in her eyes? And when she reached over to touch your hand, can you, did you notice that? Can you feel that? Like, I really want to work that in-between space between three and four. You could call that all within three, or you could call it three and four. I really don't care what numbers we're using here. What I'm saying is I want to stay with the emotion. I want to stay with the attachment interaction fully. Let's get that plane landed. For James to no longer be alone in sadness to give his body a win is what teaches him to do more of that. It's the success in vulnerability that creates more of it. And also the partner to have success, to feel like, hey, I'm important, and I don't have to come over with five solutions and a performance. Just my hands, just three words, changes his body sensation. This is what we're trying to make happen in EFT. This is what we're trying to make happen in that little trough, if you will, between tango three and four. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would want to do is leave that before it's finished. I want Timmy to take in his caretaker's comfort. And I, I, if you watch a kid who's comforted, they go like this. Let's see if we can do this on a podcast. You know, when they're hurting, they're like, <laughs> right? And then the, the caretaker responds, and there's a soothing that happens. It's not a, it's not a thousand words. It's not a solution. It's a presence. Mm-hmm. And then Timmy's body goes, <sighs> right? And that's that neurological resonance. That's what we're shooting for in and around Tango 3, if the relationship can do that that day. Do not get in the way of that is our message here. Don't, don't get rigid with your Tango moves to where you move to four before that happens, if the couple is capable of doing it that day.
0: Yeah. I love that image, what you're talking about there. Because, you know, what what happened in me that I was thinking as you were talking is just like it's been burned into the bodies and minds of our couples about the moments when the cycle gets a hold of their relationship and they lose access to each other. What we're doing here, if, like what Sue was saying, if it's deep, stay there. Really let this moment burn into their memory as well. Just like we say, motions that are deeply felt help uh, form uh, memories and patterns around them. So yeah, stay there. And I like the example you gave, Ryan, on what does it mean to stay there, Ryan? That sounds great. Lean in, highlight the tear, highlight the hand movement, highlight the, how the if they were tense before, if you see them take a deep breath and they drop, come back around and say, wow, Man, as you shared that, and then she moved towards you, and she touches your hand, I just see your shoulders drop. What's happening in your body right now? She's right here, and she's saying, I want to be here. I see, and I'm so sorry for the pain. Could you tell her right now, like, what, What your shoulders? This is like a Leanne line, right? What are your shoulders saying as they drop down, right? I see your eyes. Here's another one that I got from Leanne. Like, I just see your eyes. Your eyes are so focusing and so staying. What are your eyes taking in in this moment? What are her eyes saying to you in this moment? They're going to stay there and get every piece of that significance out. That's what Ryan and I are saying. That's what Sue is saying there. And Once you get into that 3-4 channel, it's almost like wear, wear it out, make a path, wear out the grass in that spot as much as you can that day. But if you can't, it's okay too. If it's a place where maybe it's been a first pass, maybe it's – um they just can't really stay in that moment. It's okay to like just say, you know, in that moment you haven't pass it what come up comes up in your body for your part for your partner as you saw them here. turn and share that. Thank you so much. What is it like for you right now after you share that and you see your partner respond to you right here right now? Thank you so much. Let's go back over to two with the other partner and see what's coming up for you and see if we can get to the spot again.:
2: Exactly. There's nothing wrong with the tango. Nope. I, I'm mostly jealous. That tango didn't exist in 04 when I started teaching EFT, poorly, poorly, by the way, in a university setting. Because the steps and stages can be really – I love the steps and stages mm-hmm. now. But my first four or five years, like most people, I'm like, wait, what? Because the steps and stages, are they were built backwards. They were built studying how couples change, not in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So, so they're not even really that linear. And though I don't think about steps and stages in session, um, I do find them useful. So I'm mostly jealous. I wish I had Tango. So if you started training in EFT since 2015, good for you. But don't become a slave to it. Don't become. Don't have a rigid set of exact movements that you're going to do. Mm. Don't just set up an enactment and then go process it. That's um, right. D- depending on what happens in the enactment. The only time we're going to do that, once again, is yeah, if... Choice. Yeah, it's that choice point if there's really not much shifting. If you're pretty sure the partner's defensive and you're pretty sure the sharing wasn't all that moving, then go ahead and you can move through a little quicker. But if the shift is significant at all, which means Tango 2 has gone well, if we have it alive in the body, we want to camp out there on 3 or camp out there in between 3 and 4, to milk all that that couple can do that day. We want to use their full both people's full tolerance. I know Dan Siegel and others talk about using the the uh, emotional tolerance window of the individual with both people. I want to get all Nicola has for you that day. Why would I possibly want to miss that? And I don't want to know what it was like for you to share your sadness nearly as much is I want to facilitate you getting comfort and connection in it. Mm-hmm. It's not even on the same ballpark of level of impact. Mm-hmm. And you can always come back and talk about what it was like to share a bit later, and we will. Yeah, and I think that was a big one. I was uh, with George
0: in New Orleans. Well, actually it was on Zoom. We wanted to be in New Orleans. Great community by the, down there, by the way. Shout out to Michelle Louvier and her team down there. really appreciate them and what they're doing for the great city of New Orleans in that community. Um, but what I saw George do, or I'm sure he's done it before, but we always learn in segments and installments in different ways. I saw him spend a lot of care and time, like Sue was saying, in that four spot. Like he he had got the partner to share. And I saw George go over and he really primed the empathic response of the partner. He got it alive in the body. He almost in a way asked for a trigger. Like he was trying to access like a trigger, like what's it like as you're seeing this tear in your partner's eye right now? What's happening in your body for them? And he got it really, really clear. I was like, whoa, he's really heightening and cooking the empathy. And once he got it, he sent it back over so beautifully. I think that's something I want to get better at, taking care to like not just treat it like, so what's happening right now, as, you see, as your partner said, sad. Like really trying to help cook that empathy a little bit more and get it going and coming back over. And that's the beauty of what Sue is trying to help us do here. What is the attachment What And she's trying to give us a model in the clinical setting of, hey, here are some markers you could be doing to help the attachment process work and have success, to help people get out of insecure attachment patterns into secure attachment-type patterns. So, I really love it. And the takeaway I would say for you to go away from this podcast is, now you know. Make a decision. Is this enactment deep? Is there a lot that's going to come here? Okay, then I can keep moving quickly. But if it is a place where it's really alive, tell your body, like, catch your mind, slow down, stay here, look for everything that's happening and really get it hot and get it alive and stay there. You can go three, four, three, four, three, four.
2: Yeah, uh, let me throw this to you, language-wise, I'm sitting here thinking, do I want to say this or do I not? So if this is helpful, great. If this makes it more confusing, just uh, turn your device off right now. So if you think about cog- the cognitive pieces of EFT and the emotional pieces of EFT, both are really important. Y- if you don't do some cognitive restructuring, as a rule, there's nothing to hold the new emotion. We need to build some structure around that. So Tango one is probably 80 percent. Cognitive, you know, depending uh, obviously what they bring to the table and what's going on. Tango two is probably thirty percent cognitive and seventy percent emotional. So the the assembling part, if you're using temp or or clim,a cue, limbic, meaning, uh, action, tendency, appraisal stuff. However, you like to organize that, it doesn't matter so much to me. But that that's there's a lot of cognitive pieces of assembling that. Of course, there's emotion within the middle of it. The back half of Tango 2 is very, very emotional. That's where we're trying to get it alive in the room, alive in the body. I want to I help people notice it. I want to expand, heighten, and distill the sad or whatever the uh, emotional handle is. And then um, Tango 3, the enactment, is highly emotional. That is the charge. Sue says, pass it while it's hot. Once, it, once an emotion really, really gets hot, pass it. Don't, don't keep talking. Remind me of that tomorrow. So very, very emotional. And also moving around, I don't want to come across in this episode as if Tango 4 is not important because it's very important. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would think of it this way. The first half of Tango 4 is still very emotional and experiential. The back half of Tango 4 as you're moving to tango five, has more of a cognitive layering to it. So a great tango three, four question. I mean, if I could choose anything to happen in my sessions, there would be very few words. I would just like for a person to turn and show a vulnerable emotion, and I would love for the partner to just respond physically. A great enactment and process might involve seven words between the two of them. If they reach over to touch their skin, we win. That rhyme didn't it? Mm -hmm. Didn't mean for that to rhyme? Um, And so, yeah. So I want to stay with. Can you feel the warmth of his hand or her hand, their hand? What is that like? What's it like for you to see how your touch changed them? Did you know you had that? So we're still kind of processing, but it's in the emotional channel. And then a question like that we just want to save for a bit later is like, James, what was it like this time? Instead of just telling about the frustration to also tell about the sadness. You see, that's a good question. It's just leaving the experiential emotional channel just a little bit to ask him cognitively to tell about his experience. Great question. It is, an, it is a little bit of a taking the juice out of that moment. So we just want to be strategic and intentional with how and when we use it, one hundred percent.
0: So now this is the part where I get a little nervous, Ryan. Now we've talked about this, and now we're going to invite G- <laughs> we're going to invite I, like you know going to invite Gail and in just give us her input. So that'll be interesting.
2: Gail has full permission to correct us, one hundred percent whatever she needs to do. We're we, I can't wait to talk with Gail.
0: All right, y'all. So be ready for a part two of this uh, episode. Uh, this one, we got what we're going to title it. You know, Kim the Tango, you know, Kim the Tango Hurt the Process, A Serious Matter. And we're going to have Gail on to talk, uh, Gail on the Tango Matter. Look forward to hearing from you on the next one.
1: Thank you for listening. We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at push the leading Edge at gmail.com and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge you can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Rayner Professional Training and on his website RyanRaynerTraining.com you can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC you can also check out his website DocHawkLPC.com